A mastermind is a side project up until you reach the point of having to split into a second group, right? And we have six. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I said the Creative Real Estate Podcast. What do we do here? Do we just talk about creative financing? No, we talk about anything and everything that literally moves your business forward. And today, we are in for a huge treat. Jason Medley, the founder of CG. What CG? That's not a question anybody's asking themselves because everybody knows Collective Genius. It has the highest caliber of any other room that you'll ever go into. I think he said 124 members. Guys, if you want to learn how to have your own mastermind group, we are going to open up the kimono right here, right now, so that you can know how to do it. But Jason wants to warn you. He's going to make it sound a little bit easy on this short podcast, but what he's been doing for the last 10 years is way harder than you think. I definitely recommend that you become a member of a mastermind group, perhaps CG, but he won't just let you in just because you pay the money. The people in this group are flipping hundreds of houses or they have hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate under their portfolio as far as multifamily. So the man that probably doesn't need any introduction because everybody <laughs> listening to this knows Jason Medley. Really glad to have you on the show. Jason, I know that you used to be called Jason the Money Man Medley. Uh, no. <laughs> so what took you from Jason the Money Man Medley to running CG? I thought that was dead. I thought it had been buried and uh, no. would never hear of it again. <laughs> but here we are. So first of all, I want to thank you for having me, man. I'm excited to be here today. This should be a lot of fun. I used to have a niche funding company in the transactional funding space, which is really that too in and of itself, much like the name I was hoping is by and large dead simply because transactional funding was you know one day money. We lent the money and it came back to us in the same day because people were buying a house in the morning, selling a house in the afternoon, obviously for a profit. And lenders on the B2C transaction required you have funds to close the A to B deal. And so I had a niche funding company because we've provided the capital to investors for that. Somebody at some point in time gave me the nickname Money Man Medley. And so, but that actually helped me transition into creating the collective genius in that a mastermind is typically composed of like-minded people that break away from their business. And we'll get more into that in a little bit, but I had kind of a stable of customers, right? That I was lending to. And I could say, okay, this gentleman is borrowing money from us eight times a month. And you know, this gal over here is borrowing money from us 11 times a month. And so I could tell who the hitters were. And so it kind of gave me the foundation, if you will, to go and, and scrape some of those folks together when I first started CG to put talent people in the room. And so that was about nine or 10 years ago. Uh, it was me and about nine or 10 folks in a room kicking things off. I can tell you after the first event, I went home and needed Kleenex and was super disappointed. It didn't turn out like I thought it would. I was overwhelmed and it was less than I expected <laughs> on all fronts. But with that said, here we are. Gosh, I've kind of lost track of it nine or 10 years later and we have 124 amazing members in our organization and our community right? That's one of the things we're going to talk about today is community because that's really what you're going to create. All right. Perfect. Just real quick, what 
fell short of your expectations from what you expected that first meeting to do? Yeah, I mean, I think in reality, you, you have the highest of hopes that, I, you know, when I first start, I'm going to put 10 people in a room and everybody's going to join. And the reality of it is, is that did not happen, right? And it's largely in part because at the beginning, there's no cohesiveness, right? It takes such a long time to build an organization that is a community where people are collaborating because of the culture that is created and provided inside of that organization. And then all of that turns into, you know, people doing tons of deals together, buying houses, selling houses to each other, lending money, borrowing money, doing syndications, you name it, right? And that just takes time. And so now it's a totally different picture. We're nine or 10 years later and somebody walks in and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, like look at the caliber of people in the room. Wow, those guys just, you know, did a, a big capital raise on a syndication or, you know, this guy's brought 50 buyers to this turnkey provider. That stuff just takes time to develop, right? And so my first go around, it wasn't there yet. It just takes, you got to stack, put those bricks in the wall, you know? Yeah. For the listener, I mean, we've been gone for about five minutes here and yeah. we really got started 25 minutes ago. So we had a 20 minute pre-interview. I mean, Guys, I wish I was recording the whole dang thing because it's just gem after gem after gem. And I know the rest of this episode, you're going to hear tons of gems coming from this guy. And we're talking about having ways of finding deals. And two things. Number one, I said, hey, Jason, do you know anybody? And all of a sudden, he name dropped like 10 people, six people, 10 people from his group that were all finding deals, like hundreds of deals, actually closing hundreds of deals. One of the people was closing 250 deals. Like these are the caliber of the people that are in this group. But here's the aha moment that I really am having right now with you, Jason, is this. We're talking about creative out-of-box ways to find deals. And check this out. Jason, let me ask you a question. Do you ever go and look for deals yourself? Do you ever like go and like go on the MLS or send out direct mail to find deals, Jason? I don't ever do that. No, but check this out, guys. He's running a mastermind and I don't even know how many deals he closed on last year, but it's millions and millions of dollars of deals that people in his group found for him. He either went passive. He either did a, a private money lending. He may have raised equity and joined the general partnership for some of these deals. It's incredible. Jason, can you kind of give us a little bit more of like what is happening around the subject that I'm kind of starting to bring up here? Sure. And to me, that's one of the things too, that really like a lot of people, I think when they think of a mastermind, they think of, okay, I'm going to go sit in a room with some other people and we're going to share what we're doing. Right. And what happens over time, a long period of time, once a certain amount of trust develops, that turns into a massive amount of deal flow, right? And so the reason that I don't necessarily look for deal flow, and, and first of all, I don't flip houses. I've always been on the capital side of the equation since 2000. So for the last 18 years, I've always been on the money side of the business. So it's either through lending, first mortgages, gap funding, you know, getting in on private placements with my members. But so what happens is and when you're running a mastermind or you develop a peer group, right? A peer-to-peer -peer group of talented individuals, since you develop the group, you're also privy to what they're doing, right? And so as you are building your community, you're hearing the stuff that they're doing. I mean, if I'm on, you know, we talked about Tim Brotz earlier, right? If I'm on the phone talking with Tim about X, Y, and Z, and he's like, hey, you know, I got a new deal coming up on 
407 Albany, you know, do you want to get involved? And I'll say, yeah. And then how much is the capital raise? And, you know, before you know it, I'm in it and I've got a couple of other RCG members in, you know, we'll end up all kicking in. The last race we did prior to 407 Albany, we raised a million bucks for him, right? And so what happens is I don't necessarily have to look for deal flow because I've created a network where there's a ton of deals be going on between people. And because I know everybody, obviously, because they're my clients, I know what's, by and large, sometimes what's going on. And I can say, hey, I'll take a piece of that or I'll fund that deal or, or I'll do that deal, right? And so, you know, some examples might be, uh, say, like a Jack Bosch. He's a guy out of Phoenix, Arizona. And then you got Joe Lieber, who is a landlord and a, a, owns a brokerage in Cleveland. How does a guy in Phoenix and a guy from Cleveland end up doing anything together? Well, Jack's in Phoenix and the cap rates and appreciation have kind of topped out there, right? And so he t- says, I'm going to take some of my capital and deploy it in a Midwestern city. And so over the course of a couple of years, Joe in Cleveland has sold Jack over 30 houses, right? And then it has a ripple effect because now if Joe, who has, in addition to Jack, has sold 110 plus homes to other CG members that he didn't have before he came to CG, now he needs the capital to actually go get those deals. And so he'll go and say, get the capital from uh, Mike Slotnick, who's out of New York, one of our longtime members out of New York. And he'll say, okay, well, Joe, if you're picking up all that volume from CG members, then I'll help fund the deals. Right. And then Mike actually has a fund that he has lends the capital of. And so now Mike's got to go get money into the fund to fund those deals for Joe. And so guys like me will say, Hey, Mike, I'll put money into the fund. Right. So it all just begins to Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It all begins to integrate into this web of everybody ends up doing deals together. Like, a, you know, Missy McCall, she's a longtime member out of, of ours out of Cincinnati. She's a, a lady boss, right? The scout, she, lady, Missy does like 250 turnkey deals a year. She has about 1,500 units under management. And she actually just bought her first apartment complex. Well, uh, uh, Connie Wang, who's a member out of Austin, funded the half a million dollars that she needed to take the complex down. And then she's going to do cost segregation on the complex. And so she did that with Joe Vyrie, who's in CG, right? He's mm-hmm. running the cost seg engineering reports for. Her. And so what happens is, is it just all starts to mesh together and everybody's, you know, doing business together. So it's, it's like a little deal incubator outside of just a sharing of information and systems and strategies. That's awesome. I've got a great question, and everybody listening has this exact same question. Okay. CG meets four times a year. Yes. So, are you just sipping cocktails for the other two and a half <laughs> months between each of the meetings, or what? No. It's kind of it's funny you say that, because when we got on the phone, you were kind of like, so what do you do outside of CG, right? I'll give you a perfect example of you know, the, some of the things we're doing. So my team flew in last week, right? And we were tackling some big issues in regards to, okay, how do we continue to get bigger, but feel smaller? How do we get bigger, but yet increase the depth of relationships that our customers have and that we have with our customers, right? And so one of the things that we could, so the process of coming up with these ideas and then implementing them, right? So we decided, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to give access for all of our members, access to everyone on our team. So Frank Cava, who's on my team, he'll flip 200 plus houses out of Richmond this year, probably has a portfolio of probably 170 plus units. He's on our team. And so like first Thursday of the month, 
for 90 minutes, Frank will be on the phone call. If you want to know how he's managing his construction or how he's handling XYZ in operations, you'll get access to Frank. The next Thursday, if you're saying, I'm struggling with this, Jason, who in CG can help me with that? I'll be on the phone 90 minutes on Thursday. And so there's four members on our team at a leadership level. And so every Thursday of the month, but that sounds easy, right? But actually implementing that and developing a structure into which it creates results, not just like, hey, everybody will see you Thursday, you know, here's the Zoom link, but actually creating a format structure, integrating that and then disseminating it out to the audience, building the campaigns that remind them all of that type of stuff, right? And then in addition, we want to compress the amount of time, for example, that our, when our new people come in, you walk into an organization of 124 plus hitters, we want to compress the time amount of time that they kind of feel like the new kid at school, right? And so our new folks that come in each quarter, we're going to start doing a mini mastermind for them within their first 90 days. You're in CG 30 days later, the group you came in with, we're going to do a mini masterminds to build cohesiveness with the class you came in with 30 days later again. And so it just decreases that, it compresses that time. So you know, thinking of all these things, you know, we, we're launching a new program that's called CG CEO. It's venue based, like in Mexico, at a villa, those types of things, and finding those villas, negotiating those contracts, setting up the like it's, you know, we're building a new website. I mean, it's a mastermind is a side project up until you reach the point of having to split into a second group, right? And we have six. Oh so, my gosh, I didn't know that. So, with the 124 members, mm-hmm. you have six different groups. Yes. We have kind of figured out over the course of the years that once you get more than about 25 to 28 people in a group, right, in a room, if you will, like kind of your board of directors, once you go over those numbers, you lose the ability for people to really connect. And like, imagine a hundred people sitting at a U-shaped table. You're mm-hmm. never going to meet half those people. You're not going to be able to hear what they're saying. Like, so we figured out that once you get about 25 to 28, you got to start a new group because that's what enables people to connect and develop relationships. You just can't do that when you're in a room with a couple hundred people, right? At least not at the level that we're looking to create with our members. And so we have six groups, you know, anywhere between around 25 folks. Okay. Right. Got Um, it. Yeah. Okay. So four times a year, CG meets in person and there's six groups. Uh-huh. And is it like two cohorts or how does it really work? Like if somebody is flipping the amount of houses or has enough multifamily to be considered to join CG, and I know it's a process, you've put me through that process. I know it's a process to join the group. Not everybody's accepted. When they do get accepted, what does it look like with those 124? You're telling me it's not that all the 124 are in one room and you're trying to do anything. So what does it really look like? Sure. And I'll go over this, but what I want to do is try to get to a point where we bring, like I'm telling you kind of the logistics of how it runs, right? Which okay, I'll, be, okay. I'll be completely glad to do that and I'll do it quickly, but I don't know that if, for who's listening, if that's a value to them. Maybe it is. I don't know. But so okay, how it okay. works is we run three groups, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we run three groups, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Right. And so what happens is three groups come in on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we break them down into groups of about 25 to 28 people. Right. And so it's like you're in that room with 25 other people and that becomes your board of directors. So each person gets up and gives something of value. Right. 
whether it's a system, a strategy, a resource, and then they get to share their problems. Here's what I'm struggling with. And that's at the point where your board of directors, if you will, begins to converge and say, Adam, man, I went through that same thing like two years ago. I can absolutely help you with that. Or Adam, man, why don't you do this? Why don't you book a flight and come down to my office for two days and I'll show you the inner workings of our operations and I'll get that problem fixed for you, right? And so that's one component of it. And then once everybody goes through what we call their hot seat, we break them into what we call synergy meetings. And so if 25 people got up and spoke about their business, you developed, you thought, you know what, those three people, Tim, John, and Pete, I need to sit down with those three people because I can really elevate value for them and they can probably help me. And so then we schedule synergy meetings. You pick the best of the best of the people that had the impact on you. And we actually go down and sit in an intentionally network, right? You know, Adam, I told you I could help you with this and you can help me with that. And so let's sit down and start implementing or, and getting something going rather than getting home and getting into the fray. So we have intentional networking on the spot. And then the other thing that we do that very few people do, because it is a massive amount of work, is when you're talking about the help that you need, we're documenting it. Okay, Adam, you said you needed help with X. Joe Taylor said he could help you with that. You said you needed help with Y. Gabriel Garcia said he could help you with that. We're documenting those. And then we physically make the connections inside of the 48 hours once you get home. We connect you via text with that individual. We recap what they said. Uh, they could help you with. And then we, you know, tell you guys, Hey, take it from here, set up an appointment. So we, all those, the deal flow that we're telling you about the problems that get solved, it's all done. It's not like, Hey, let's just get a bunch of smart people in a room and hang out. I mean, it is way more calculated, way more intentional. And then on Wednesday, what happens is you got your first three groups there. The other three groups come in. So on Wednesday, everybody's together as one cohesive unit, right? 124 of the nation's yeah, I mean, market leading flippers and, and multifamily guys. And on that day, when everyone's together, we tackle higher level issues, right? For example, at our last meeting, we talked about with the mark changes in the market, right? And the market kind of slowing down, you're going to have to become a monster at conversion. What does that mean? Your sales funnel is more than likely a leaky bucket. How do we fix those leaks, right? So we had a complete session where we talked about plugging the funnel leaks or plugging, plugging the leaks in your funnel, increasing conversion. How are you establishing a cash position right now, right? If you're not establishing a cash position right now with the market slowing, you've got to be on the verge of crazy, right? So <laughs> how can you do that? So we discussed different strategies about changing the leverage on your portfolio, possibly selling your bottom 20%, you know, doing a debt audit. What did you buy with expensive debt? And given the fact that we're in a rising interest rate market, that you need to go and refinance now and get out of that expensive debt. You may not be like, so on Wednesday, when everyone's together, we tackle overarching issues in the marketplace and everyone's together. And then Wednesday night, the first three groups go home and the second three groups mastermind on Thursday and Friday. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So what are the parts of Collective Genius or anything mastermind that you know that the listener is going to get the most amount of value? What would be like the top two things? Are you saying someone who comes, what is the biggest value that they're going to get? No, forgive me. What I mean is learning the inner workings of CG and how it works is very specialized for people that want to run their own masterminds. But what is the more broad audience? What kind of value will they get from you and I talking today? Okay, I think I got it. So basically what's important is if you're thinking about starting a mastermind, is nothing that we spoke about. 
Okay. What is important are the underlying ideologies that enable you to create what we just talked about. And I'm going to break this down to you. There's five C's, okay, that make a powerful mastermind. And the first one is, is culture. If you think you're just going to show up and like, okay, man, we got a bunch of smart people in the room and hanging out for a couple of days and let's, everybody takes their turn. No, it is a culture because if you think that you're going to put high caliber, I always say this, we take 124 bulls and we put them in the same pen. <laughs> Everybody's got big horns. So how do you conduct business without poking each other, right? Or getting gored and <laughs> So you've got to have the right culture. You've got to run the business from a set of core values, and you have to establish those values at every single meeting, right? So your culture is critical. You've got to take people that are hard-charging entrepreneurs and get them to give when on most days they get up, they put their armor on, and they go to battle. And you want to create a community, which is your second C, right? You've got culture and you get community where they can come in and just let go of that pressure. Right, the everyday pressure of building a business, making all the decisions of your, by yourself, feeling like you've got nobody to talk to. You're the one doing all the heavy lifting instead of your Rolodex, right? You're building the business, but are you building friendships? Like, so creating the community where people could come in. I always tell our people when, when we open CG, it's like, you can take off the mask. Let's be raw. Let's tell the truth about what's going on in our business, in our lives, and let's freaking help each other. You have the opportunity to be the exception over the next three days, let's make sure we do that, right? So the culture is what sets premise for the community. And you've got to create a community where people can be, you know, for lack of a better word, you're going to be vulnerable. If you're going to make progress, true leadership is found at the height of vulnerability. It's not at the height of certainty. Anybody can captain a ship when the sea is calm, right? And so CG, we make sure that people understand you can come in here and just, just keep it real, right? You might have flipped 120 houses last year and you didn't make any money, right? And why not? We're, let's dig in and tackle that and help you, right? Because you don't know how to run the business. You're gunslinging. You haven't dialed things in yet. So my point is, is you got culture, you got community. For me, and one of the things that I think distinguishes CG is the caliber. We only do top shelf. We don't have multiple levels like, hey, you never flipped a house before? We're going to have a mastermind. No, that's not a mastermind. That's group coaching. If you've got a room full of people that haven't flipped a house or they flipped one house and you stick them in a room, the word mastermind is really not applicable, but that seems to be the, the yes, big term I now. see those <sighs> popping up. Absolutely. When I created Blue Spruce Boardroom, People ask, what is it? And I said, it's a cross between group coaching and a mastermind. And it's because we do have a few that have, you know, 300, 800 units. And we are masterminding together to elevate each other. But it's also group coaching because we have yeah. brand new people that just know they want to do multifamily. So I agree with you 100%. Yeah, here's a distinguishing line. You've got a real mastermind when the burden of content is on the people in the room and not the guy standing up at the top of the room. Mm -hmm. When That's the burden awesome. of content all comes from the people in that room, if I walk into CG and the burden of value is placed on me, the guy at the front of the room, it's not a real mastermind, right? Not that I don't bring value to the equation or not that you don't bring value to the equation, Adam, but when all eyes are up there and it's your job to make me better and just your job alone, that's group coaching. So we don't do, we don't have levels and, you know, like how much money you got? Okay, we'll plug you in here. We just, we, uh, <laughs> we don't do that, right? It's completely, we're going to screen you more so than we're going to sell you. Even when we get to a point where we feel like we're the right cultural fit, we're going to test drive each other 
prior to us offering, you know, membership to anybody. You come out, we're checking you out, you're checking us out, right? But so what do we got here? We've got culture, cult- community, and caliber. Then is it caliber. Okay. Yeah. Let me go a little deeper on caliber. What does that mean, right? If you're trying to build a true mastermind, we choose the highest of caliber, but keeping some cohesiveness in regards to the level. It doesn't have to be that. Maybe it's, it's mid-grade investors or but the better you have a commonality there, the more likely you have something that will become cohesive. Because if you have super high level folks in the room with super low level folks, a lot of times your super high level folks will be like, you know, man, I came to level up and I'm feeling like I'm having to level down to, you know, I, I flipped 200 houses and there's three guys in here that did that. And there's 24 people in here that flipped two houses last year. Like, so if, if you don't have some cohesiveness of caliber, it's going to break. In many, so is cohesive ways. number four or? No, that's actually not a C. But, okay, uh, it's not you, a C. I like it though. You're, you're catching okay. on to that, right? <laughs> so we got caliber, culture, community. The next thing is collaboration. You want to foster. It really goes back to, I'll give you a, a very raw, real example. If you've ever been to any sort of mastermind or a gathering of the minds, if it's driven around someone getting up and speaking and other people chiming in, hey, what about this? What about that, right? 99 out of 100 times, that person at the front of the room speaking and addressing their challenges never writes anything down, right? 99 out of 100 times, nobody ever writes anything down. And so when I talk about collaboration is we document who said they're going to help you with X And we facilitate and mesh and manage and make that collaboration happen because when you get home, you didn't write it down, but we did. And we're going to foster that collaboration by saying, Adam, you want to know about driving lead generation in your single family business? You know, you've been buying at the auction for six years and everybody's, you know, the margins are too thin. You want to get into seller direct and well, you know, Mike Rhodes, who's, you know, sending out 75,000 postcards a month and has four acquisitions guys said he would help you. And so here you guys are, you're on a text message together now, set up a time to get on the phone with each other, right? So Mm -hmm. collaboration, that does not happen on accident. It must happen on purpose and with intention, right? Let me ask you about that. So so somebody is always keeping note, keeping track, because it's not always Mm -hmm. that person up front having, you know, keeping notes. So is this being recorded and then you rewatch it and take notes? Is, is there one person whose role it is to take notes? How does that work? Say, for example, we have three masterminds going on at one time. There is a leader, right? We have a leadership team. There is a leader in each of those rooms. And that leader is managing and facilitating and orchestrating what's taking place. And so it is that leader's responsibility to, for example, I don't lead the groups anymore, but when I did and how our team does it is we have a Google Doc that each person has pulled up, right? We all share it. But in a Google Doc, it's pretty simple, right? We're writing down the speaker's name and we have what their give was, what they shared, so we can reference it later if people need help with something like that. And then we have what were their needs and connections. And so in that needs and connections, especially we're actually documenting, right, that you know, Joe Taylor said he could help Mike Rhodes with X, Y, and Z. Gabriel Garcia said he could help Brad Chandler with ABC. And as we're documenting that, we use that document to come back to, to actually create those connections via text and email. Awesome. It does. It makes a lot of sense. So what's the fifth C? The fifth C is connection. Okay. And when I say connection, this is really the aspect of 
this really doesn't have a lot to do with business. And at Collective Genius, we really feel that with blessing comes responsibility. And the way that we exercise that is, you know, we have an arm of our community. I don't even know if you know about this or not, Adam. It's called the Generous Genius. And a bunch of our members have 5013Cs. And each year, we do some pretty crazy antics to raise a lot of money for the members who have 5013Cs. And so beyond our Generous Genius Project, for a perfect example, I have a gentleman in here right now. He's one of my members. This would be super cool. His assistant booked a flight. He was supposed to come today. He came yesterday. And we've been hanging out. He's been a member with mine for five years. He's actually in the other room in my office. It'd be cool to bring him on to talk to him about how CG has kind of impacted him. But he's actually the leader of our Generous Genius Program. And just in the last day, he's been taking, you know, there's, in June, there's a trip to Guatemala. Six dads and their daughters going down to Guatemala for a mission trip. Then we have another trip coming up to uh, Ensenada, Mexico, which is just south of uh, San Diego where uh, a number of our troops will be, uh, when I say troops, our members will be down there building affordable housing, affordable housing for what we call the Y Man program. There's nothing that makes you feel more rich than when you are emotionally moved and when you f- understand how truly blessed you are. And so we create an environment and different types of, whether it's mission trips or it's those types of things that allow our members to get together and with their kids and just connect at a level above and beyond business and money, you know? Yeah. Uh, so let me, want, uh, oh, sure. sorry. I cut you off and I'm so sorry. Uh, Do you want to see if the person who flew in a day early can come on camera for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. I can get it. Do it. Let's second. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do a quick ad. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Ecospace Real Estate. Ecospace is a Denver, Colorado based real estate company with a national reach. They provide a unique offering called Flip Your Home, where they utilize their own internal fix and flip crews to flip their clients' homes prior to listings. Their brokerage clients gain, on average, 23000 of instant equity, which is then taken 100% tax-free. If you'd like to learn more about gaining additional tax-free equity in your home prior to listing, then please visit ecospace.com. And we're back. This is somebody who's actually in CG, and he will share with us what the mastermind has done for him. Let me introduce Dave real quick, right? So Dave's a member of mine in CG, and I don't want this to come across as like a, a CG party, right? But like, it's obviously something I'm super passionate about, and we're bridging this gap here because Dave is kind of uh, taking charge of our Generous Genius program, but he's really a great example of how a mastermind can impact your business. And, and I would encourage you, whether, whether it's CG or it's any, go get involved in a master, it's somebody's mastermind, right? And because Dave will be a great example, but Dave's a great friend of mine. He actually flew in yesterday, was supposed to come in today as assistant, booked him wrong. So he ended up staying over at the house. Perfect example, right? He comes in, hey, just stay over at the house, right? And so, but Dave's been with me for about five years in CG. He's out of Columbus, Ohio. He's a uh, Probably doing 105 plus turnkey deals a year. That's just turnkey. We'll yeah. do more. And- yeah. So just on the turnkey side, about 105 deals and uh, at a portfolio of 90 units. One of the things, the cash strategies that we talk about as far as liquidating cash, they're selling their bottom of their portfolio and then recapitalizing and keeping about 60, 65 units. Probably more. So I'm working on it right now. But yeah, we'll be back up to where we were. But exactly that. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably be at 100 buy holds definitely by the end of the year. Well, Dave's a great example, and I'll let you kind of take it from here to talk about, like, when you look at the business right now, and from lead generation to the list to the 
cards to the money to the recapitalization. Yeah. Put it all together. So, I mean, I don't know how much time we have, but where I started out to where we're at now, first off, I have a business partner, RJ Pepino, and him and I started in CG together. And we first met Jason Medley. We were referred by a mutual friend. And to be completely upfront, you know, we, looking back at where we were, if we were there right now, we really weren't even qualified to be, I feel, a member of CG, just the, the volume we were doing. We only owned 13 rentals at that time. And our first year, we actually only did about 12 or 13 turnkey flips because we didn't have any money raised. And we were just two guys sitting at a kitchen table, breaking into the, the Columbus real estate market. And, you know, Jason really took a chance on us. And, you know, we, we came into CG Number one, all of our private money needs were met. So we surrounded ourselves. You become who you hang out with. So right off the bat, you know, we were exposed to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of capital that we can put to play right off the bat. Personally, some of mine, I had what? 250 right off the bat. Yeah. And in fact, I wrote Jason a personal letter recently thinking back of where we started because we didn't have people that would take a chance on us. And Jason did. I'll never forget that. So it's a perfect example of how CG can work. So the rental portfolio has been uh, largely acquired through capital from members in CG and the recapitalization that they're doing on the 60 plus units is taken out by another lender Correct. In, in CG, right? And so a lot of the deals that they sell on the turnkey side are from aggregators that they've met at CG, like David Phelps. Yeah, like for a perfect example on a turnkey deal, Somebody in CG could finance it and somebody else in CG could introduce you to who's going to buy it, buy it on the exit, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. We didn't really have a lot of strategy in place as well. So when we first started out, we were exposed to the capital, but then it was the marketing and how to market efficiently and track your market, or I'm sorry, track your metrics. So you're actually running it like a business. This isn't, you know, shotgun and send a bunch of cards out and keep our fingers crossed type of stuff. It's very calculated. You're around the best real estate investment companies around the country. So then the deal flow started. We had the money to start closing it. And then the construction training. I mean, you're around some of these operators who do over you know, 200, 300 rehabs every single year. And it's a huge conglomerate in of itself. So how to inspect these properties, how to manage contractors and go through all that. And then we learned the finance game. We finally were making money so we can actually, we had tax returns and now we can recapitalize. So now what we're doing with a large number of properties is buying them with private money like Jason's money and we'll get it all fixed up and then we will either sell it to a turnkey buyer, Columbus Turnkey is where we can be found online, or we will refinance it and refinance packages of properties. And that's where you can literally pull out hundreds of thousands of dollars of tax-free money, you lower your interest rate, you extend your terms, so you're not just on a private money loan, it's a 30-year amortization loan. So guys, our life has changed. I mean, we'll be millionaires if we're not already with our equity and uh, it all started with CG. We'll never leave CG. We're doing a lot behind the scenes with Jason. I'm here in the office today. We're making a big impact as well. Yes, we all have these real estate businesses. We put our real estate businesses on steroids and we're able to make millions of dollars. But we're going to make a big splash in 2019 yeah. as far as what we give as well. We were able to raise over $100,000 year after year since I've been in CG. And we're going to look to actually more than double that in 2019. We want to 
make a really big impact in the country. One of the big things that I think most people that are getting into real estate are doing wrong is they're not actually running their real estate business like a business. They're just kind of playing around and thinking that it's going to be easy, but you got to be doing all the systems to make it effective. Yeah, that's very true, but nobody starts out that way, right? I mean, you're running around, you're juggling a thousand balls. It takes a long time to get systems in place. You know, that's one reason, again, whether it's CG or any other mastermind, one of the beautiful components of joining a mastermind, if it's a niche-based mastermind like real estate, is other people will give you their system so you can shortcut the process, right? Because building systems are hard. No one wants to sit down and document processes and so they can turn something over, right? But it's, it's almost like you have to be imprisoned before you can have freedom because you've got to imprison yourself to sit down and build those systems in order to be able to delegate the, the task or, or turn it over to someone else. And if it's not systems-based, it's got to be people-based. Hiring is an art. It's not a science. Building your team, it's nothing easy about building an A-team, you know? But yeah, systems, every, that's a buzzword, you know, but nobody starts out with systems. You get your face punched in on a regular basis, you make mistakes, and probably about two years into it, you start to realize like, wow, I can't keep doing this like this. Okay, so you mentioned that nobody starts out that way, but you need to be that way. You need to get yourself that way. And so I want to figure out how to streamline that. And an obvious way to streamline that process is by joining a high-level mastermind group where you can bounce ideas off of each other. Are there any other ways you can think of to streamline the systems? The easiest way to streamline things is just to record what you're doing, you know, use a screen recording software that documents what you're doing. So, you know, when you plug someone into that position, somebody can just watch the video instead of, you know, for lack of a better term, bothering you. So that's very simple. I'm sure most people on the call are aware of that, but recording video is the easiest way. Or you can hire a consultant that'll come in and help you with it, right? Which is usually fairly pricey. But again, the easiest way is to get a system from someone else and then figure out how to shape it and mold it and tweak it to fit your business. Got it. All right, Jason, I think we've covered a ton of information, a ton of content. I think that you have one thing left in your head that you could share with the people listening or watching the Facebook video. So what's that one thing that you want to leave us with before we go? Wow. I was, that's a zinger. I wasn't expecting that question. No, I, was wrong. No, I think I got a good answer. <laughs> I don't care if you're listening to this call and you haven't flipped a house or you flipped one house or you flipped a hundred houses after having run a high level mastermind for nine or 10 years now, the thing that I see as the single biggest detriment to most entrepreneurs is a lack of focus. And, you know, a lot of times when people are asking me, how did you build a collective genius? Or, you know, in many cases, I don't know the answer to that, right? Like I, I ask myself that every day, how, how did we do it and how do we keep doing it? And on any given day, I don't feel like I know the answer. But the reality of it is, is when I really think about it is, is I'm not the highest, you know, I'm not the most educated. I don't work any harder than anybody else. But at the end of the day, I'm ruthlessly and relentlessly focused. And so I see a lot of people who get something, they develop a little momentum and then they take their eye off the ball or they're, you know, I'm going to, I've got this over here working and I, it can't really work on its own without me yet. I'm going to go start something else. And so while you are busy planting a new garden, you forget to water the one that is feeding you and then the weeds start to grow. So I would just encourage, I think focus is something that will make you rich in every aspect of your life, just not from a monetary standpoint, but whether it's trying to be a better mother, a better father, or, you know, just a better human being. 
you've got to focus on the results that you want. And the other thing that the twist on that is I was encouraged, I would encourage you to think through that there are, there are different levels of mastery, right? And we've kind of made one clean separation in that on this call. We talk about running a business. You can get to where you're running yourself ragged and making a lot of money. Say you're flipping 30 houses a year and you're making 20 grand a pop and you're, you know, on the net and you're, you know, making 600 grand. But if you're doing it all yourself and you're running ragged and you're miserable, you're not really running a business at that point, right? You just got a really highly paid job. And so when you switch over to actually learning to run a business, that's a new level of mastery. But what happens is when somebody gets to the point where they're flipping 30 houses and making a bunch of money is they think they've got it all figured out. And the reality of it is, is running a business, putting the systems in place, hiring the right people, building and scaling. It's a totally, completely thousand percent different skill set than that was required of you to get to the point where you could flip 30 houses. Yeah. Right? Complete Mars and Venus. <laughs> right. And, but what happens is when most people get to that point, they go and start something else rather than mastering the running of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Jason, it's yeah. always fun chatting with you. You're always extremely inspiring to me and always very motivating. Every time I chat, yeah, baby. like you always put me in thinking, uh, what can I do better so that I can really master my business? So I really appreciate you coming on. You added Absolutely. a ton of value to me and to all the listeners and Facebook watchers. Thanks for doing that. And until next time, my friend, yeah. think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.